0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I just counted them up. Wednesday, I made a two-hour video giving you 33 reasons why you should come to the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. Thirty years ago, God began giving me prophecies saying that one day, He's going to use me to win thousands upon thousands of souls to His kingdom, including an audible voice, a vision, a dream, six prophetic words, 33 in all, and I believe that I have been directed to organize a meeting to release Sevenfold Miracles. We're asking those who believe in the warning given to Dimitri Dudman that America is the mystery of Babylon, willing to sow a key of David's seed, commit to a three-day consecutive fast, and believe in the end times to come to this crusade. During this crusade, we're asking people to walk the steps of Moses by observing Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, which is April nineteen to twenty-two. We believe. That once we have fasted, sewn the key of David, and opened the doors, and followed the steps of Moses, God is going to release the sevenfold miracles like no person or angel in human history has ever seen. If you want to attend, register at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. There are only 500 seats available. We expect to have several thousand wanting to come. That's sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Register while there are still seats available. sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. If you've been listening to the Prophecy Club for a while, you've probably heard me quote some amazing prophecies, and you probably thought, man, I'd like to have a copy of those prophecies. I've put together my selection of the most quoted speakers we've had at the Prophecy Club, and by getting this offer, you will have the most important information from 25 years, 160 guest speakers that have made 330 DVDs, in my opinion. It's called Stan's Quote Material. The first one is The Storm Judgment Revival. You've heard me say Shane Warren many times. Revelations for the Midnight Hour, Maurice Scalar. I saw the dollar dead, Daniel Davis. The End of Times, Augusto Perez. Will You Survive America's Fall, Doug Metzger. Catastrophe Meteor Tsunami Earthquake, Ephraim Rodriguez. Meteor Destruction of America by me and the most important one, Wake Up America by Demetri Dudeman, and a book called Prophecies of the Fall of America. That's nine DVDs, one book, valued $280 for a gift of just $75. That's right, $280 worth of material, nine DVDs in a book for $75. And it's called Stan's Quote Material. You get it at prophecyclub.com. Stan's quote, material. I would even say Stan's favorite, quote, material. You want the best information? You get this offer. Stan's, quote, material, nine DVDs and a book, $280 value for $75, prophecyclub.com. Today, we're going to listen to Revelations for the Midnight Hour by Maurice Scalar.
1: have to check to be sure, but uh, it will become a ruinous heap. Now that has never happened in all of history. Damascus is one of the oldest, uh, continually inhabited cities in the world. Uh, I think it's three or four, th- four thousand years or something. But that prophecy will be fulfilled, I believe, in this coming war. We, we, actually, I was just in Israel and, uh, there's, a covert war has already begun. There, there's a lot going on, special forces, hidden things, to, to stop Iran, uh, or, or at least delay them as long as possible. And uh, we see that, of course, in the news. But uh, interestingly enough, Iran is not mentioned in this uh, Psalm 83, uh, Confederation of Nations. You'll have to study that or look at that yourself. I don't have time to go into detail. But uh, it it will be it will leave a ring of fire around Israel uh, on all sides of the neighboring nations. Now, uh, how the, the timing exactly how it happens? We have to be careful with sequence of events because again, I used to think I knew a lot. Now I know I don't know very much. But. So where the Bible is silent, we have to say we don't know for sure. But these nations include the, the Palestinian. This is the judgment of Esau, the house of Esau or Edom, the Edomites. Obadiah talks about the judgment of Esau, the judgment of Edom. And also in that is a, a scripture that says, as you have done to Israel, so shall it be done to you. And you have to understand that when... When nations come against, including America, come against Israel, and, uh, uh, you're not, that, that is not new covenant. That's old covenant. That's eye for an eye, two, three. In other words, God says, as you've done, so shall it be done. You are now, that's the Abrahamic covenant. That's the, that's the, the, the law realm. And so, that's why judgment is so quick, and so, I mean, we, and there's been great, uh, uh, great teachers that have chronicled, I'm sure you've heard, about the relationship of how we've treated Israel since 1991, the judgments that have come on America, that uh, there's over 70 of them, that are within 24, 48 hours, including Katrina and Gaza and other, Hurricane Katrina and others. And this is, uh, I believe that God will judge, the Holy God of Israel will judge judge, the house of Esau, the Islam, this is the judgment against fanatic Islam, which will spill over into Iran, of course. The second of these three wars is what we could call the the Ezekiel 38-39 war. Much more has been taught on this in our time, and we're more familiar with it. Um, this this is a retaliation uh, led by Russia from, from this first war. Uh, it's an invasion from the north. And there's other Arab nations included in this. If you study it, it's not the same nations as Psalm 83. It's uh, It includes Iran, Iraq, many others from the Coalition of Nations. Armies, these armies will be completely wiped out. Most likely, this is a supernatural destruction by direct intervention from God. The Psalm 83 war... I think is a limited nuclear war, because it will. It says that that again, fire, uh, and it will be judgment by fire, as you have done, as you have said. So shall it be done to you. That's why it's so dangerous for leaders like uh, the the in Iran to, the, that fellow to get up there and say, you know, we're going to wipe Israel off the face of the map. It's like he's prophesying his own doom. That's exactly what's going to happen to him. So, you know, it you have to understand, God is using Israel in the last days and the Jewish people as his anvil of judgment. The city of Jerusalem will more and more become the focal point, the center of the world. More and more. Because it is the center of the world. And uh, all the nations will come against her to destroy her, to divide her. And... It says in Zechariah, I believe, chapter twelve, that that the nations that it that that the city of Jerusalem is this immovable stone that God is set there, and the nations will just tear themselves apart, or they will be they 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 will they will be destroyed as they try to move this heavy immovable stone. It's uh, uh and and you see, it's always been the same. It's really a spiritual attack. It's not, it, it's not a political situation. The solution in the Middle East is not, cannot be, it cannot be solved by political means or by negotiation or by, certainly not by appeasement. Why? Because it, it's a satanic hatred to, to come against the covenant God of Israel, the Holy One of Israel. He, he will stand up and fight. God Himself, the angel Mike, Archangel Michael, will stand up and fight and destroy those who come against Israel. So this second war is this big coalition that looks like it's so, so invincible that it's impossible for little Israel. But nevertheless, God Himself destroys and wipes them out, which will cause uh, a tremendous aliyah from the Jews. Now, I want to talk to you about why God has to shake America and the West. The Jewish people have returned from the north. The Jewish people have returned from the south, Ethiopia and, and South Africa. They've returned uh, They've returned from the east, but they have not returned from the west. The majority of the Jewish people are right here in America. God will shake America and and bring his people home just like he collapsed the the uh, iron curtain and brought his people home in direct fulfillment of Jeremiah chapter 16 so shall he do here in the west all Israel shall return in the time of famine or the time of Jacob's trouble or the tribulation or during that time they will go they will return because Israel will be supernaturally protected and supernaturally provided for. However, in these wars, these two wars, it says that Israel will become lean. In other words, it will be attacked and it will be hurt and there will be damage done. However, the nation will not be destroyed and the city of Jerusalem shall not uh, uh, shall not fall in, into the hands of the enemy. Now, there will be peace and things like that, peace agreements and appeasements and all kinds of things, but nevertheless, the will of the Lord, that shall stand, right? Okay. Finally, then the third war is, we could call it the Armageddon War or the final war. Every single nation will come and attack Israel. That shows you that that's a demonic attack against the covenant. Why is Israel attacked? Because Satan knows that if he can destroy Israel and take Jerusalem, then the throne of David cannot be inhabited and Yeshua cannot return. That's a, that's always been the plan of God to wipe out Israel. Nevertheless, God's will shall be done. And what I love the most about God is He always wins. It'll, it'll turn out just like it says in the Word of God. Yeah. And He's predicted it from the beginning and He knows. So we can be comforted and assured in that. Okay. Now I want to make a few statements. America, I've said it once before. America does not appear in any significant way in Bible prophecy. Now there have been those that have said and applied certain passages, and perhaps young lions, uh, the uh, of Britain, the 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 uh, the the prophecies concerning Egypt that could apply maybe but in in isaiah but really you have to really really look and still it's very vague so somehow america will cease from being a world power in the near future the balance of power will shift to europe and the middle east and asia that's what the weight of bible prophecy uh, uh, states if you want to take it literally now, some people take Bible prophecy and allegorize. And you know what? That gets very confusing to me. What I mean by allegorize is, well, this really means this, and this is a symbol, and it really means that. But the Bible interprets itself. And if you want to take the most literal, interpret, in other words, a servant, God means what he says. When it's a symbol, the Bible says it's a symbol. Uh, it's like this. Then we know it's a symbol. But if he says it is this, then it is that. And so then if you want to take that then we 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 have to acknowledge that there's a shift of power in the west to europe middle east and asia how has the mighty usa f- falled failed there will be Oh, how has the mighty fallen? That's what the Lord said to me. There's a lament, there's a grieving in heaven because we have a covenant with God. I believe that the purposes of the United States will be fulfilled. The calling of the United States is two things. Two things primarily. To stand with Israel in the last days and to be the light city on the hill to bring the gospel to the nations and to also provide for, be a breadbasket, be what Britain was 100 years ago in Victoria's time, be, be the provider for the world, show God's grace. Well, I believe that America will stand and fulfill her destiny somehow. But when I'm telling you, though, God, God is not happy <laughs> with because we've been given so much we're accountable for so much. We have so much light, so much. We, we have to give account for what we've been given as a nation. Okay. So how the mighty USA has fallen. And I heard the Lord say this. This was yesterday I wrote this. There will be eternal lamentations in heaven sung about America's fall, the destruction. How have the mighty fallen? Now I want to... Uh, Give you a, another word, a vision that the Lord gave me. This was in 2005, but it's really a message. It came to me later when I went to Indonesia in 2006. I preached this in Surabaya and uh, in a very large church of 25,000. We had five services, but it is, it is, it's a message about the church of our day, of our time. And so, I call it the preparation of the bride. Now, the, there's a church in the book of Revelation that Yeshua f- refers, he, he, he speaks of the last of the seven churches is called the church, the Laodicean church. And prophetically, that church represents the period of time, I believe, even though it was a literal church in, in modern day Turkey and, uh, it, it's also a prophetic time, the last day's church, a church from 1900 approximately to the present. Okay, and and it's here, and I'll just read this, Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increase with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich. And white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous therefore and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh. Everybody say overcome. overcome. Overcoming is not an option. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I read this scripture because it is so vital that you understand this scripture. This is the the most accurate picture that the Bible uh, gives us of the church of our generation. It's not a very happy picture, is it? now, I believe God has separated the bride and is certainly separating the bride, which is the overcomers from the lu- this lukewarm church. And it talks of an apostasy, a falling away. So there is a church within the church, if you will. There is a remnant. There is those that are overcomers. The confession of this church, this is what they say. You say this. This is what's coming out of their mouth. This is your confession of faith, if you will. I am rich. I am increased with goods. I have need of nothing. Okay? That's the lukewarm church. Now, this is the only church of the seven church ages, the seven churches, that Yeshua says nothing good. No commendation. You know, like you have a little strength or, or you know. There there was nothing good said. That's That's kind of scary, isn't it? But... Thank God, Yeshua, Jesus counseled this church. He's counseled us. So I think we ought to take heed to his counsel. He says, I counsel of you. And he says, buy of me. That means it's going to cost you something. Now, how many of you know salvation is free? It's a free gift. It's grace. We've heard that. Dear Lord, we have so much grace and love, it's become greasy. There's no holiness. There's no fear of the Lord. It's a... a, it's come join my country club. Bless me. Uh, make me, 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 me. It's all about me. You notice that, that confession is I, I, I. Hmm? Oh. Me, me, me. The unholy trinity. Me, myself, and I. <laughs> it's all about me. We've created a God in our image. It's kind of like a cross between Santa Claus and, and, uh, you know, uh, the tooth fairy, you know, it's, just, it's It's an image. We've made an idol. We've made God into our image. We've Well, he'll forgive me. He knows my heart. Well, be careful because he's the Holy One of Israel. He is holy. My Bible doesn't say love Bible. My Bible doesn't say grace Bible. My Bible doesn't say light Bible. My Bible doesn't say life Bible. My Bible says holy Bible. He is those things. Yes, God is those things, but he is a consuming fire. You know, so it's very important that we put the message of grace into context. Yes, I am, I love the message of grace, but that's not the only message in the Bible. The message of faith is not the only message in the Bible. It's me picking and choosing what I like. It's like eating peach cobbler at Cracker Barrel. I love peach cobbler, but if that's all I ate, I'd be in trouble. So the promises are wonderful, but you must also Take the exhortations, the, the, the challenges, the, the rebukes of God. He prunes those he loves. See, that's important. So, Yeshua says, buy of me these things. There's three things. Gold refined in the fire. That's the first thing. Now, what that represents is true riches. Now, true riches are different than what we think riches are. Because this, our, the Laodicean church age, is saying, I am rich. Obviously, they don't see they're bankrupt. They're bankrupt because he says, You don't see that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. That's bankruptcy. That's spiritual bankruptcy. Right? So but there's a deception that's so great, I'm I've got I'm increased with goods. I have need of nothing. They're obviously not looking at themselves the way God is, right? That's that's so important. So true riches. What are true riches? True riches are the souls of men. True riches are a life that is completely devoted to God. Not my will, but your will be done. Taking up your cross, denying yourself. The message of the church now is find yourself. Be blessed. Be healed. Be filled. Be, come and, and We'll help you solve your problems. We'll give you the abundant life. Yes, but the abundant life is a different kind of life. The blessings of God, the healing of God, those benefits of God are our inheritance of grace, but they they don't come until we first make Jesus Lord. We must forsake all and follow Him, and then we begin to have true riches, eternal riches. The greatest wealth is... The souls of men before the throne of God, saying, I have finished my course. I've run my race. I've, like Paul said, now, you know, hold fast the crown that no man take your crown. You see, there is a eternal riches. That's what we must go for. That's true riches. So gold refined in the fire. Buy of me this by your sacrifice of your life for the kingdom. The second thing is white garments. White garments represents good deeds. Uh, the Jewish word for it is uh, uh, mitzvah, mitzvah, do a mitzvah, a good deed, a deed of great love and sacrifice. But it's also referring to stewardship, stewarding what God has given you and sowing it all into the kingdom of God. And the third thing, perhaps the most important need of our time is ISAV or ointment. I in an ancient world, the people were going blind. They had this oil or whatever they they were blind, but there was some special eye ointment or salve that they would put upon their eyes, and it would restore vision. I don't know what it was, but but in the spirit, the Lord said to me, "You must recognize me when I come to you in this earth. When I come to you in this earth, I don't come in my glory. I come in disguise. How does He come?" In the least of these, my brothers and sisters. And if you don't recognize Yeshua and you don't minister to him, then you're blind. You're eye, eye, all the way into hell. Be careful. I don't mean I, this, I mean me, myself, and I, you see. Selfish, selfish, selfish. Now, the Lord showed me this. There's a parallel. And this is the qualifications of the bride. What is it that causes us to overcome? What makes us overcomers before the throne of God? What is it that separates the bride from the lukewarm church? What is it? What is the church within the church? What are the qualifications? I bet you want to know that. Well, I didn't know this, but the Lord said the three parables of Matthew 25 are the three qualifications of the bride. In other words, these characteristics will be found in the overcomers, those that, that the true, the, the 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 wise virgins, those that have their lamps burning in the midnight hour. So there are three parables, and I don't have time to, I would love to just go into all of them, but I just, you can go and study them. You can go and study them for yourself and read them and recognize and and also let it judge you. Where are you? Where are you now? The first one is the ten virgins. We've talked about that a little bit. The five wise and the five foolish, and so half the people of God at the time when the bridegroom cometh, whenever that time is, bless your hearts, whatever time that is, half of the professing people of God will not be ready, they're, and they they are they are actually not His, and they will be according to that parable will be. Not it, it, that five of them come in, five of them are left, whatever that means. However, obviously Yeshua is warning us that it's there's a danger, be ready, watch and pray. It's not automatic. Hmm. By the way, that's New Testament. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> that's in the New Testament. It's
0: also in the writings of Paul, James. I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there. 30 years ago, God began to give me prophecies saying that one day he was going to use me to win thousands upon thousands of souls to his kingdom. Including an audible voice, a vision, a dream, and six prophetic words, I believe that I've been directed to organize a meeting to release sevenfold miracles. We're asking those who believe in the warning given to Dimitri that America is the mystery of Babylon, willing to sow a key of David's seed, willing to commit to a three-day consecutive fast, and believe we are in the last days to come to this crusade. During this crusade, we're asking people to walk the steps of Moses by observing Passover, Unleavened Bread, and First Fruits, which is April 19-22. through 22. We believe that once we have fasted, sown the key of David, opened the doors, and followed the steps of Moses, God is going to release the sevenfold miracles like no person or angel in history has ever seen. If you want to attend, register at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. There are only 500 seats available. We expect to have several thousand wanting to come. That's sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Register while there are still seats available. sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. I just posted a 16-page newsletter, our largest and most important newsletter in 25 years. It gives you in writing all the prophecies, dreams, visions, and audible voices I've received over the last 30 years telling me to organize this sevenfold miracle crusade it'll put you in tears. Frankly, it'll put you in tears. You can download it for free at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end-time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus Returns on What Feast? the secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what water? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh new accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for $55. It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20? No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55. prophecyclub.com.